And then he said, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems, wish for more skills. I can't catch a break, guys. Yeah. Get them the fuck away from me. I can't, I can't be around those guys. People think, oh well, cleaning your room, that's just a cliche. It's like, yeah, really, eh? Just go ahead and try it. If people had any idea how powerful sleep is for healing from anything, and the fact that it's free. My mind is absolutely bulletproof, solid as a rock. Podcast. Welcome to the Fighting Fit Podcast with myself, <laughs> Brandon Mulligan, joined by the other Mulligan, Chris, and we are absent another Mulligan, Stephen. How are you, Stephen? Thanks for listening. So, Chris, you're just over with Stephen in Portugal. How was the retreat? What was the peak? What was the pit? Um, it was pretty cool. Uh, we did yoga first thing in the morning, every morning. Jenny led it. It was absolutely delightful. Um, after that, we had an amazing breakfast that Jenny basically did by herself. I helped. I was like her sous chef. I basically chopped everything up and all that jazz. Um, and uh, after that, I made scrambled eggs as well. Made the Gordon Ramsay style scrambled eggs. It was class. Um, and then after that, we did a wee... Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know, like not whisking them up beforehand, like whisk them up as they cook. It's a, uh, I was lovely. Um, after that, we had our mindset mastery sort of session uh, where we were setting some goals, all that jazz. Um, that was really really cool. Uh, going like so, the first thing that we did with that was um, we basically found out who we are, or we decided who we are, uh, what we love to do, uh, all that sort of stuff, and then incongruent with that sort of identity that we want to set for ourselves. And we have our like four different little potted plants that we want to sort of water. One is um, community, one is wealth, one is health. And um, <laughs> and I forget what was the last one. <laughs> um, I forget what the last one was, but uh, it was really, really good. Cool. I'm glad. You, just... and you, you, did, you did extracurricular activities as well, didn't you? Yeah, we like kayaking and ski and snowboarding. <laughs> what did you say? Guys, just we're all aware. All right. Just we're all aware. All of us mulligans have a tendency of saying "in" every five seconds instead of taking a pause, and that's why Chris is laughing hysterically because yeah. I Brandon just sent me a message. He said, "Stop saying um, pause instead," and it's hilarious how much I say "um." It's a it's anyway a, when you're thinking it's the need to fill every single sentence with it with a word instead of just kind of pausing. Yeah, no, you're 100 percent right. So <laughs> and... we went. We were supposed to go kayaking. We were, but the water was too choppy, so we ended up playing a big round of a pitch and putt, or not pitch and putt. It was like crazy golf, and that was unreal. It was really really fun. We split into two teams. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go into too much details, but we had some funny names. Um, damn it! I got one hole in one, and was delighted with it. It was super. Uh, the ball just rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls. It was really cool. And the whole way going through the pitching or the crazy golf course, <laughs> you there's these little frogs, and they'll randomly spit at you, spit water at you. They're like they're not real frogs. They are little animatronic ones, and if you go by them, you'll get your ball. They're like placed strategically, so like you won't notice them, and you forget that they're there, and then all of a sudden you get soaked. That's pretty cool. Hilarious. Yeah, it's oh man, the amount of laughter that we had doing that. Uh, we also went on a big hike, uh, going to P. I forget the name of it, um, Pierre de Porter, something like that there, 
and the the landscape is just incredible. It was, cool. yeah, it was. It was really, really cool. The sea was real choppy. It shows how through the water roads in uh, on the cliffs and all that jazz. And <laughs> your mind's elsewhere. Your mind's thinking of the M's. Yeah, it's so hard to focus. Um, so the day before that, me and Stephen went paddleboarding. That was really cool. Um, I fell into the water. It was not very fun. I panicked. As soon as I go swimming somewhere that's warm, I immediately think that there are a load of sharks in the water and I couldn't touch the ground. But every so often I'd kick and my foot would hit a rock. I'd be like, ow. And I flipped the board up, upside down. It was terrifying. I swallowed a whole load of water. Um, and then I had to like jump and flip the paddle board because it was upside down from the water, from under the water without any sort of purchase flipped it tried to climb on it my legs flipped under it so i'm like zombied over it i called steve i was like steven and then he was like already dead far away and he like couldn't turn fast if you turn fast he'll like flip over so he's just there like i <laughs> gently turning around to save you <laughs> <laughs> um by the time i ended up getting up on my board steve was like go on your knees it's way easier because i was sitting down at this point and i fell in trying to do it for my knees so i was like traumatized now can't do it so uh, i did the rest of the paddleboard on my uh, butt but what is really really cool about that is you can just rent the paddleboards and go out on your own there's no like supervision there's no anything like that we went the whole way around the cliffs um it was really cool it was really really cool being able to explore on your own on a paddleboard along the coast of portugal that is so cool yeah no, i'm jealous especially yeah. we and we extra summer holiday that's so cool so cool, yeah. getting away from the sun, especially in the winter. There's nothing better than leaving the cold and hitting the hitting the heat. And Stephen yeah. actually lost his he he, he broke his phone. Yeah, I acting last week, didn't he? Yeah, he was trying to use my phone an awful lot. It was good. I was able to help him. I was able to help him a little bit. But he went in to get it fixed as well. And the guy behind the counter was like, "Oh, it's very broken. It's very very broken." And she so was like, "How much did they get fixed?" He was like, "Oh, seventy euro." He was like, "Oh, come back in an hour." And I was like. Or me and Seymour like, okay. Came back in an hour and he was like, oh, it's very broken. Uh, come back tomorrow. And then we came back tomorrow and he was like, oh, it's very broken. <laughs> and he was like, come back at like eight o'clock. And we came back at like eight o'clock. He's like, it's very broken. I can't do anything. And he gave it back to him. Did you charge him? Uh, no, no, no. Just not mad. Cool. So the retreat was a big success. Obviously, there's a couple of rounds of people that were doing it. I had reports back from Ursula and Joe so far, and they both said it was like one of the best decisions that they ever made. I know Joe got sent home with a gratitude journal, so he's doing a little bit of gratitude journal. Where you? Oh yeah, yeah, we did. So every morning, what would happen is we'd do yoga, um, and after the shavasana, while me and Jenny got the breakfast ready, and Stephen. Um, everyone was sent back to the rooms and they'd fill out their gratitude journals. So in the gratitude journal, it gives you a wee like inspirational quote at the top. Um, do I have mine here? And then you, I do I have mine right here. Let's sit here. Great, nice. It's really, really cool. So there's a whole section at the start explaining you know, the basic principles of it, why you have to do it, your morning routine, your nighttime routine, all that sort of stuff. But it gives you a quote at the top. Uh, gratitude unlocks the fulfillment of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos into order, and confusion into clarity. That is by Melody uh, Beatty. And then 
I'm grateful for three things we're grateful for an example here the warm bed that I sleep in and uh, my body that is wake or that is working perfect in perfect harmony the incredible friends I have in my life and then what would make today great uh, taking extra time for myself before leaving work or leaving for work and um, well, I can't really read that oh, did you write it no no these are just examples um delivering a thank you note to my mum and sleeping before 10 p.m and then daily affirmation is an i am statement i'm confident and comfortable in my own skin i am living with passion and purpose those, so those affirmation the... statements are, are something something powerful obviously gratitude is a great way to kind of make things that you you overlook bigger and things that seem really really big in a little bit smaller and yes so sorry on that on that point um um on that point, I came up with a cool uh, affirmation or mantra uh, the whole for the whole holiday that helps a lot. And <laughs> I'm really trying not to say it is relax. <laughs> it's so hard. It's ingrained in me. It is. I'm relaxed. Um, oh, I'm done now. I can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. Can't, you I'm can't relaxed. talk about it. Yeah, it's really, really really just take a breath and take your time to say what you need to say take your time slow it down i'm relaxed playful and grateful relaxed playful grateful so anytime that i'd start getting cranky or annoyed or so tired or complain or something like that i would just say over and over in my head again relaxed playful grateful relaxed playful grateful and it made I like that. That's like, cool. yeah yeah it's really it's really like it just changes the tone straight away so relax you can take a deep breath in i got there you already feel a little bit better you're ready to play I'm ready to play thank god i'm able to do that and then you're a way better mindset <clears throat> recreation recreation i was listening to somebody talking in a book about that and they were saying that one of the, the best ways to kind of build a good healthy brain i think it was gabriel matty actually throwback to every podcast we've done for the last five weeks when he was saying you know play those circuits are play circuits and we really should be more comfortable playing and you know having that kind of recreational time time to create and play and mess around and you know just have some fun with it it's so so important and everybody just i find obviously once you become an adult things get a little more serious we tend to take ourselves an awful lot more serious but you know being serious all the time is very stressful yeah it really is and I feel like adults in the Western world tend to forget that play is fun. Yeah, it's really good to do. It's a it's a great way to pass your time. Everyone's very serious. Everyone's very um, stuck in work mode. They're not in. You need to be a. So you know where you've got your two different uh, nervous systems. You got your parasympathetic and your sympathetic, and one is fight and one is rest and digest. One's fight or flight, one's rest and digest. And to play, you need to be in rest and digest. So you can't really be playful in fight or flight, and. Um, yeah, so a lot of people are very stressed in the Western world and they don't take the time to relax. And if they can't relax, well, then they can't be playful or grateful because they're stuck in that competitive mindset. So there's a mantra for you guys. Take it with you the rest of your day. Relax, play. Playful, grateful. Say it again. Relaxed, playful, grateful. I got the I got the playful part from... Huh? It rhymes, I yeah, like it. Exactly. I like yeah, exactly. It. No, it's, it's really, really good. Relaxed, playful, grateful. 
Um, I got the playful part from the lecture I went to see in Dublin with Jordan Peterson. It was really, really cool. One of the things he was saying when you're trying to interact with other people in the world, it's like, do you want to play? That's this way you sort of, um, it's one of the best ways to interact with people. So we want to play a game and the game should be fun and it should be good and it should be enticing and it shouldn't be you're like, I'm trying to take this from you and you're like, everyone's out for themselves and all just collaborative sort of thing. Let's see if we can make this the best possible game. And, everybody, uh, treats, you, everybody treats everyone like just too high stakes. It's like, relax, we're only messing here. We sit in there. Yeah. Right, cool. Yeah. Give us something to work with here. What's the first topic? What are we talking about? We've got all the retreat stuff out of the way. We've talked about self-affirmation. We're all feeling very grateful already to play. So now, what are we doing? Ah, talk, talking a talking a play. There's some there's something to play with there. So today and for the rest of this week and next week in Fighting Fit, we are doing our testing phase. So this is essentially where all workouts are essentially tests. They're going to be the level method tests, and they're going to be essentially just for the workout. So as I said to anybody who is not feeling up to actually leveling up and hitting their PB, maybe haven't been training. Maybe things just haven't been going your way. Maybe you're just hitting a little bit of a plateau. Come to the sessions anyway. This is not just get a PB session. This is just come in, do the test. Let's kind of see where you're at with your running, with your deadlifts, with your rings, whatever it is. So today we're doing running and deadlifts. So that will be well in the past by the time this podcast comes out. And so the schedule that we run it on is up onto the screen now for anybody just watching. And for anybody listening, I'm not going to burn out your eardrums when we listen to every category that we have. But it is amazing all right the testing period the energy that it brings with it is absolutely incredible because everybody's pushing everybody else on the energy in the group atmosphere is great anyway but when people are getting pvs around them and it's super impressive to kind of see you know someone who is maybe relatively new and they come in and it's you know maybe they're a wee underdog with the deadlift and they're absolutely smashing it or maybe it's somebody and they've always struggled with the front squat and they're just kind of breezing past it. But so when people around can kind of see that and everybody's eyes are lighting up and high-fiving and clapping, it's absolutely amazing. So that's great crack. That's what we're doing right now. And it'll be very, very interesting to see who is where at the end of this and see if it changes the leaderboard. Not that it's a competitive leaderboard, but there is competitive people on the leaderboard who like, no. So mm -hmm. that's what we're doing there. That's the I don't think I have any more to say about that, Chris. Um, yeah, no, you pretty much summed it up. Uh, so just so everyone knows who's not a member of Fighting Fit, every three to four months, uh, we do a testing phase. The testing phase takes about two weeks to do, and there is alternate workouts. So let's say you're not really in the mood to test, you want to just get a workout in, um, and the alternate workout will be something similar to what you're testing. So there's an alternate workout for the deadlift today, and there's an alternate running workout uh, for tomorrow. There'll be an alternate rings workout, and there'll be an alternate neurological and core workout. And it's just uh, an all around good time. Nice, nice, nice. Next. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Let's uh, talk about the Jake Paul Silva fight. Did you watch it? I seen, I was talking to Wally and he said, oh, I was supposed to be good, but um, Jake landed some sort of like shot that barely touched him and he dropped him. And then I went and I looked at it and the shot he landed. That's a much more aggressive shot. It was class. Yes, and much more aggressive. This is what you Oh, was it left uppercut? No, it was backhand. No, it wasn't. It was, it, was, it was the left uppercut did it, and then the right very, very touched him from the icing. Let's have a look. Peace. Let's see that in an instant. 
Boom, there's no uppercut there, one. Yeah, what? Was? What? There it is. And that right, that right barely touched him. I've seen that from a different angle in slow motion. It's a uh, look. Boom. Boom. Honestly, smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors. Um, anyway, you're right, Jake Paul. So, uh, now after that, keep it, see if you can keep it playing in the background with no, um, with no sound. Take that volume yeah, Perfect. And let's see. So, let's see if we... number one, right? Really, really impressed with Jake Paul. Like, the amount he's grown in terms of boxing is insane. Yeah, I think he's getting very, very good now. I think he's getting very, very good. But in saying that, he is fighting people who are, do you know, like nearly fifth. Like Silva's what? Yeah, forty-seven. Yeah, I'm watching it. Okay, fair enough. Exactly. Yeah, this is it. This is it. Yeah, he's fifty. Oh, well, he's look at this. Look at this. Boom. And uh, I don't know if uh, Jake and Logan are any performance enhancing stuff. Um, there is whispers that they are. But in saying that, like this is good boxing. Like I'm. It's it's not it's it's yeah it's not excellent boxing it's very good like it's very, like coming from like from an amateur like he's better than I ever was you know like I mean I used to be very very good at putting an awful lot of pressure but technically never very good and I'm only starting to now get into a stage where I can actually box and create space and create distance and move in and out and you know he for for somebody who hasn't boxed his entire life like he's performing excellently like even just the ability to pick up boxing and learn to throw a good shot is so difficult. Like we train with people for years and years and years and to just never pick it up, like to the point where, you know, it's flush and it's all connected and it all makes sense. And it's all, you know, the kinetic chain is there and they're moving their body right and they're moving their feet and they're setting shots up. Like it is very, very impressive stuff. The only issue is like, are these fights paid off and set up? Like, I just feel like that's just so risky to do. I just feel like you're basically relying on... You're relying so on. I'm, I'm watching some of these shots here. Like, look at Silva's head moving. Like, it's amazing. So you're basically relying on these fighters to be incredible on the spot actors, which I feel like is way too hard to do. Yeah, it doesn't look like a um, doesn't look like Jake Paul's pulling any punches. It doesn't look like Silva's pulling any. I feel um, like Silva's that busy from what I've seen so far. Yeah. So I wonder if it's just because he's old, or I wonder if. He's afraid because this is the big thing about it as well. Is, you know, say what you want. He's, he's got power, like, and, and you can listen. Say it, like, no, you can tell. Okay, that was good. Looking sharp. He is hundred percent. And Silva's missing. Look at that up call. He set that up. They, man, I'm I'm rating Jay. I think he's I think he's getting really really good. Is he? Is is he the same as Canelo? Like, no, you're not going to compare yeah, him to Canelo. It's his, it's his fifth fight, but. Oh, that was a bit, <laughs> a bit sloppy. But we've all had some shots in that loads of times. Yeah, well, like, you go for it. Like, that's... seems to be going for him. Like, I mean, that's a, that's a good fight. Uh, tough, I think it's really good. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think Jake has gotten a hell of a lot better. I think he... What's really cool about it is that you know, they didn't have to do this. They didn't have to go down the boxing route. They didn't have to do it. And yeah. they're going down it now because they can. And this is a prime example of what good coaching can do for you. So if you get you know, a coach and you're trying to get really, really good at something... You get a coach that'll streamline the whole process. One of the things that happens with boxers that you notice is that the kids who start early versus the kids who don't, like Anthony Joshua is a very good example of someone who starts uh, late enough. And when they start late, you know, they don't have that fluidity to it. They don't have that snap to it. They don't have that you know, sort of playfulness to it. 
versus when you start off really, really late, it can be very clunky. And you can still see a little bit of that clunkiness in him, that yeah. it's not super relaxed, super natural to him. But it, it's getting there. Like, it really is. And I was, I was watching, uh, do you know, Javante? Um, yes. Mayweather's... Javante Davis, yeah. He, yeah. He's prodigy. I noticed he's not, like, that smooth. Like, he's not Mayweather smooth, which is, that's... Some, like, the standard is incredibly high. Like, honestly, if you, if you, if you look at it, and Yamani's fighting, and the, it, two of them fighting incredibly, but I'm saying, like, this is the standard that you hold these people to. And, you know, like, even the best of the best of somebody, like, Anthony Joshua, like, it's not... He's not a very fancy boxer. Like, he's not... Like, for example, I'm just coming from a point, like, the boys in the top level in Ireland is fucking incredible. Like, really, how cute these boys are and how cinched in they are, it's absolutely phenomenal. Like, the likes of Mickey Connell and stuff, like, it's just insane. And that is, like, that's the standard. And are these boys at that standard? Absolutely not. Are they fantastic fighters? 1,000%. It's so impressive. And even to see, like, the output and the energy and the drive and the heart that the two of these boys are putting in, like, obviously expect it from from Silva because he's a he's yeah. a fighter but Jake is absolutely going ham it's, it, I think it's super he's going for it he's going absolutely. for it like he's looking for it Look dude, like he's, yeah oh Fairfax unbelievable good crack like, but he's looking for the knockout he's looking for that that um that video to be shared around the world like he's looking but for no, no, but he's there. not looking for one punch like he's he's combinations one two three four shots you know what i mean like it took yeah. me such a long time to learn to not do that like he is very very talented and the thing about it is as well is that i don't care about much fights at all anymore boxing and you know this is creating an awful lot of interest around the sport and obviously mm-hmm. like i know like to be fair like you can have two world champions in their middleweight and unless the, the name has some like kind of following or some weight behind it it's like you generally just don't care like even with MMA fighters like like for example Conor McGregor why does ever anybody give a shite about Conor McGregor fight? he's a big mouse why does everybody give a shite about mm-hmm. Jake Paul fight? he's a big mouse and so it's like people just want to see people who have a big mouse either get the shit kicked out of them or win <laughs> yeah well people people develop fans as well like uh, like Jake Paul has a big following his brother has a big following and people want to see them fight and they talk a little crap as well and they're like back it up and they're like alright yeah. And they do their absolute best, which is really cool. And the cool thing about it as well is that they're calling out people who choke can fight, but they're giving yeah. them strange rules, like you know, like making MMA fighters fight box. That shot, I'm telling you, that was really okay. clean. Leave, leave this on, leave this on. I need to see it. I, hopefully, it shows it from another angle because I'm nearly positive. I, I, yeah, I'm I nearly seen it from a different angle. I seen it from the from the front facing angle. I seen it from from yeah. Pete, can you sure. get that in a different angle? No, my my play. We're watching the highlights. That honestly, absolute scrap. Fair play to the two boys. Unbelievable. Um, also, Sugar Sean O'Malley, he was fighting over uh, last Saturday when I just arrived. Everyone was sitting around. We went to dinner, and I had that fight on my phone, and me and Stephen were watching it as the, as everyone was having dinner. It was really, really cool. Sean O'Malley was fighting this Look, guy. There he is. There he is. Go so back. So look, that's the shot. Look, and after that shot, that's where he loses his footing. Pete, where is it? Oh, okay, you're coming up, mate. Coming up, mate. Look, that's the shot. He's already on the way down. He already lost his foot. And that that other shot's kind of that yeah. one got him. Boom! That was clean. That's, that's the angle I it from. Boom! Actually, that, yeah, that connected. Hundred percent. I'm wrong. Yeah. That connected pretty well. They are two. 
One was kind of a push, lifted his hit, chin, and the other he cracked him on the cheek. That looked like a, yeah. it looked like a, he barely grazed him on the video that I seen, but that's yeah, it's solid. It's a different angle. It's mad how angles make things look different. It really is. Mm. is but yeah, Sugar Sean O'Malley, he was fighting Peter Yan, and I was expecting Peter Yan to. Um, I really like the way I viewed that fight was that my heart was saying I wanted Sean O'Malley to win, but Peter Yan was just too good, and Sean's just too young, and he'll get his chance just not right now. But he really put it to him, and it was a class fight. It was absolutely. I heard. I, I heard it was a dispute over it. Yeah, a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people were saying that Pirian was robbed. I don't think so. I thought it was a fairly even fight. I thought Sean won most of the exchanges. I think Sean was a lot more aggressive. He dictated the pace a lot, but Peter Yan got a lot of takedowns, a lot. But he didn't do much with them. Um, Sean was throwing up loads of submissions from his back and was making Peter Yan work from the top position. Wasn't really staying uh, in the same position for a long time. And Sean got up to his feet every single time. There was no damage done to him on the ground. So it's kind of null and void. And if you're rating the fight on damage, well then, Sean basically cut him in the third round. And... Uh, landed a few bombs on him. Yan landed one really, really nice shot. No, a few. Peter Yan landed a few nice shots on Sean, but I think Sean O'Malley got the better of the exchanges. I think he outboxed him. I think he landed cleaner shots. He dictated the pace. There was one point, I remember I was saying it to um, my friend Tiernan, that Joey kept, he kept switching his stance. He was like, what is he doing? Why is he switching his stance so much? I was like, man, I watched it, and in, a, in the space of like 15 seconds, he or even 10 seconds, he must have changed his stance about 15 times. Like from left to right to left, right to left, right. Yeah, I was like, it would get so confusing. Do a little V-step where you step back, step out, step back, step out. He did that like 15 times. It was insane. And I was thinking about that. If I was fighting him and someone was doing that, it would be so hard to settle. So you'd be thinking, why the hell is he switching so much? Why the hell is he switching so much? And then, boom, he'd step in and throw something crazy. So it was a really, really good fight. If you can watch it, I recommend you do. Yeah, Sean O'Malley is a very, very entertaining fighter as well. Yeah, he really is so funny. And he always does, does something crazy with his hair. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he literally doing himself up like oh. he playing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like he, but it's, he plays up to it. I love If you follow him on Instagram, he's so funny on Instagram. Oh, he's, he's so, so, so funny. When he, if, you, if you go back and you look at the photos of Sean O'Malley when he started, he's very cute. He's a, he's a little baby face guy. Like, I didn't like I, I didn't think much. Like, if you judge a book by its cover, I was like, oh, this is like a wee naive schoolboy kind of thing. And yeah. he's not. Like, and all of a sudden, he's throwing 360 bloody front kicks, bloody spinning backhand, spinning back fist, spinning back elbows, throwing really, really cool. Look at that from Peter Yan. What an athlete. I definitely Honestly, I was expecting Peter I was expecting Peter Yan to come in and just kick the crap out of him. What age is he? 29? He's two years in it. Yeah. Um, I would say, but in my head, I don't know why I keep thinking that Sean's so young. Sean, uh, how, how old is Sean there? 28. 27. 27. Back it we're the same age. Fair yeah. play, Sean. Oh, fair play to you. Fair play to you. Yeah, very, very long as well. That's something you yeah, notice. Yeah, that, that backhand landed loads. And what a sport. Was just so good. What a sport. Yeah. I remember watching the UFC for the first time. Look at this defense. Just barely Sorry. being able to watch because it's so gruesome. Yeah, it gives, sometimes it gives you that feeling that, like, this is very violent. Yeah. But but again, like not not really anymore. But like I remember, like when I first watched, I seen boys getting like proper kicked in the head and blood and stuff. I was like, "Gee, this is insane!" 
And now you just kind of get used to them. Definitely decent stice. There's throwing up an arm bar. Boom, spinning out. Look at that. Punching on the exit. Boom, again. Boom. Look at that boxing. Like, honestly, they... And any effort to take that at the end? Took us back. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so coming up now in the levels, Chris, obviously myself and yourself are very, very near, near the black. I assume both of us think that we're going to get it first. How close are you? How many levels do you have to go? Uh, two. I just have two. I have two. rings. I have to get one strict ring muscle up, and then I have to get black in upper lower endurance. And then I got this. Pretty impressive. I'm pretty sure I've got one, two... Uh, depend, depends on the way you look at it. I could have three and a half. I have three, three to get to black and one to get up up half a level. One of which is the muscle up, and then I have to get the upper lower endurance up to brown two. Ooh, yeah. So the thing that I'm struggling with, two things that I'm struggling with to get that is the strict ring muscle up, which I was practicing. Did I send you a video of it? I think so. So I kind of got it, but it was like a little bit of a kip. So I went all the way from a dead hang. No, like, big swinging back and forth. It was just pull, and it was a little bit of a kick on my legs to get up, and then finished it. But it was still that little bit of a kick, so I'm not giving it. Um, and then I have to practice my handstand push-ups. So there's a way of doing handstand push-ups that you can bang them out fast uh, by kicking with your legs. And once I get that, I will be able to pass this test. Because the deadlifts, doing 21 deadlifts, then 15, then 9, like, that's not – it's hard, but it's not that hard because it's only about, like, 100 kilos or something like that there are 95 kilos um but it's the handstand push-ups that will really really slow you down because so, yeah it's, it's not necessarily the exercise it's the time yeah so it's four and a half time. yeah yeah it's not yeah. nice yeah so but once i get that i will have my black band well good luck i'm i'm pretty sure my intensity is still going to be quite low for a long time so my two next ones are the muscle up and i need to get my weight lifting up about 10 kilo each good you'll get that so um a cool thing that helped me a lot with weightlifting to get mine up there would be pause cleans and pause uh, snatches and doing super heavy uh, like hook grip lifts and pausing at the position before the first pull so like a deadlift like I'd say 110 kilos in a hook grip uh, for my clean and then pause just in the hang position. Does that make sense? And I'd pause in that hang position. So my back, I'd get really, really used to the position and just come back down and pull to it and do sets of that instead. And that really, really helped strengthen my low back, helped strengthen my position for it, helped me engage my glutes, really, really helped with uh, making the other weight feel lighter. Do you, do you let the bar crush your thumb when you're doing the hook grip? Do I let the bar crush my thumb? Yes. I was listening. I was listening to a guy who was talking about hook grip, and he's saying like, right, so the bar, the bar sits here, and what he said, what he said, his theory is you're supposed to let the bar like basically crush your thumb against your hand, and that just that's how it wedges in. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, so like cool. I'll get, I'll get like so the sides of my thumb. I've got. Do you know where you get like calluses in your hand? I got that like yeah, on the yeah, side okay, of my yeah, thumb. Same. same. Yeah, and that just starts where it like gets tougher and tougher and tougher. So, yeah, so that is yeah. I don't like hook grip, but well, not that I don't like it. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Yeah. It's one of those things. It's really, really awkward and uncomfortable at the start, but once you commit to it, yeah, you get used to it. Once you're used yeah. to it, same as the false grip. Don't like false grip at the start. No, 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 no. You just get used. I to find it. I find the hook grips painful. I find the bloody the false grip painful. 
Wait. I find it more painful. Yeah, the false grip because like things into the side of your wrist, like things in like here. You're like, hold on, sorry. Things in. I think I think it's fine. Well, it's good for you, bro. Good. Um, so, you what's back? your snatch you know, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't snatched with my headaches. I haven't snatched in months. I haven't. I haven't done really any kind of crazy training in three months. Yeah. So, or oh, actually, one of the uh, one of the goals I set because I want to talk. Want to talk to you about it. One of the goals I set was um, front splits, middle splits. I want to do the front splits and middle splits. And the only reason I don't have those is because I haven't programmed them into my training. And one of the things I have to do to get there, because one of the cool things on the reset retreat was that we set goals and then we're like, what would it look like implementing these practices day to day? And I came up with, I basically have to program flexibility training into my training. And the way I'm going to program it is I'm going to program in a few exercises. One, I'm going to program in actually practicing the middle splits. Uh, I'm practicing front splits, but I'm going to practice programming the couch stretch and the couch stretch for hip flexor flexibility and then dumbbell RDL, single leg dumbbell RDLs uh, for hamstring flexibility. And then I'm also going to put in good mornings for my doctor mobility and then um, seated wide leg good mornings on a cable as well. And with those four exercises, I'm going to try and use those to get my progress the overload then to get my front splits and middle splits and hopefully i should get that within the next few months next few months what's 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 what do you think the time frame is uh like three or four months good luck you think like if it's programming i do it because like one of the things that i've been able to develop is consistency like i have like really 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 good consistency with showing up to the gym and if i have those in at least um at least each one of those once a week and i can progressively overload it it's good if I find that I'm not making much gains week to week, I can program it in twice a week. I would love to see how you respond to it because it took me way like now, in fairness, the last three, four months I haven't been doing it and I made massive progress up to a point and I just got to the it just, just got to the second point where I just What was the second point for you? My groin. My groin and deep, deep, deep up in my hamstrings. Like it just feels like it just feels like they're gonna fucking tear and the wear tearing a little bit gently gently tearing and again like i know i know i could do it better and i know i could, could program it better but i just i just thought it was so interesting how because like, i i have done loads of flexibility work and i've got loads of mobility gains and i feel like for me anyway i feel like my hamstrings and my groin like deep deep up in the front on the front with one leg out and one leg each way right up high into the hip and the groin it is rock solid. Like it's so hard to move. Like millimeter, like what would be centimeters of progress is millimeters. It's so slow and painful, and it really, it really regresses quick, which is annoying. But again, I, I think it'd be very, very interesting because I know you're like I'm. I'm more of a free spirit when I'm stretching. It's more just kind of like a feel thing. Yeah, that's more. that's what I was going to say to you. That's what I was going to say. I was like, like, how are you tracking progress? How are you doing that? And I'm like. The way I'm doing it, I know how I'm going to track my progress. That's I why I think it'll be very interesting to see how you respond. Yeah, so that's going to be a cool one. So um, next few months, I'll be doing front splits and middle splits. And then we'll see how that translates to all my other lifting as well. Well, that's really a, big, a big thing I found incredibly helpful for my low back pain has been that groin has been lengthening it out. And again, it's not to say I haven't made any progress. It's incredibly useful for low back pain is having some slack in your groin because if the groin's knotted up and locked up, the back has to do the moving and 
I found it incredibly free and just to be able to do that. Um, also for back for, up my phone. Sorry, go on. For anyone who doesn't really know the your hips, if your hips aren't working like hips, your lower back will try and translate that. So if your hips aren't working like hips, your lower back will try and do the work of the hips. That usually comes in like a collapse and either an excessive anterior tilt or an excessive posterior tilt where you basically either stick your bum out way too much or you collapse and it tucks in way, way too much as well. But if your hips can move like hips and you got loose hamstrings, you got loose groin, you got loose adductors, um, you can, your hips can actually work the way they're supposed to. A really good exercise to help incorporate that movement is a seated good morning, whether you do it with a barbell, a dumbbell, or a cable. I find the cable helps a lot because it helps pull you into that position. Um, and again, this is one of the things that I, why I think I'm going to get this um, quicker than you as well, because I know I'm using, I'll be using like something like the ATG system, whereas you use passive stretching and your knowledge of Pilates. Again, both ways to get to the same, both really, really good ways of getting there. But the way I'm doing it, I think will help a lot. I could be wrong. I could absolutely be wrong. And I might not be able to do it in that time frame. but we will see. We will see. Um, I was listening to Jocko Willick and he was talking to somebody, I forget who it was, but one of my new favorite, favorite rules is because it just seems to be the truth for me anyway, is however long you think it's going to take, it's going to take longer. And that's including that rule. So if you think it's going to take three months and then, right, well, fair enough. It's going to take longer than that. It's going to take six months. Well, now it's going to take longer than six months. Yeah. Yeah. Like I thought, well, I, I, I gave it like six, eight months and then it was another six, eight months. And it's, That's it's why you said that yesterday. That's why you said that yesterday. It was like, how long do you think it's going to take for your head to get better? And you're like, oh, so eight months. I was like, well, no, no. The, re- the, reason I th- the reason I think that is because initially this all started in February and from February, it took three months to settle down. And then it took three months to build me back up. And then I pushed hard at the end of that, and then that set me right back again. So I, just, I, 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 again, I just, I just feel like, I just feel like I've got a lot of healing to do, and I can, like, I, I like, I'm. It's never, it's never gone. Like I can always feel it in my head, and I can just wow. feel, I can just feel it's still there, and I kind of know when it's there. And even today, I ran out with the guys to do 400 meters, just kind of pacing, show where it was, and come back and give them time. And I pushed a little bit. And I did a couple of deadlifts of demos, 50 or 60 kilo. And even that just kind of roasted my head up a little bit. <laughs> really? You just can't deal with the tension? Yeah. No, it's not, it's not the tension. It's the it's the strain. A- any strain. Any kind of anything I kind of have to bear down. And like That's what I mean. Yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Like it's intensity. Intensity just just Fs my head up. And I don't know why. It's so annoying. But I, I can deal with volume. I can deal with lightweight, lightweight high volume. That's what I, the way I've been training for the last while. And I'm feeling pretty good with it. And. And getting nice results but again yeah i just i i love i love it i don't want to push all the time but i like an intense workout i like a hard run i like being able to go to max wattage everyone so especially for the level method like you know the upper lower endurance test that's out for a, a long time and and not even that but keeping that sharp i can't even do anymore um my kettlebell test that's another thing that's needed like i can't touch that but i can do lightweight you know i can reaffirm the position but anything just kind of gets me bracing too hard like we're at the point where you again you go red in the face from just um yeah and a kettlebell test is pretty intense though especially if you if you're pushing it if you're really pushing it and uh, for anyone who doesn't know the kettlebell test is a 10 minute test it's an emom which stands for every minute on the minute you set a timer to go off every minute and within that minute you have to do a certain amount of kettlebell swings uh, single arm kettlebell swings or snatches depending on your level uh, and 
and you have to do that every single round for 10 rounds. The first up until round five, for me, even if you're really, really working hard, is not too bad. But from round five, six, seven, it starts, the fatigue accumulates and it's not nice. I remember, I remember I was doing that test and my glutes were absolutely destroyed because mm-hmm. I was obviously triple extended. And I never, like, if, I, if somebody had said to me, what's going to fatigue? I would have said my arm, my shoulder, my wrist. It's like everything. My glutes were literally like, tell me. Yeah. That's great fun. Great fun. But yeah, so I am on a peaceful journey at the minute. I feel like, I feel like as an athlete, I've always kind of been a red liner to my detriment and I feel like the last four to five years have thrown different injuries and obstacles at me to try and tell me to slow down and that's just that's the path that I'm on right now you know yourself and it probably won't always be the path there's going to come a time where I'm going to be able to push hard and probably have to push hard and so in the meantime I'm enjoying the break but obviously boxing I was meant to compete with this year gone I couldn't do that I'm not sure about next year I'm hoping that I'm recovered because again if you remember like I did that that apex competition with you and that was badass and i was able to push but that was the last of it and so with yeah why you weren't able to do it after that because that's when the headaches came back so it was that it was that workout wrecked me i was like literally like i was kind of built i built my way up progressive overload you know my body was dealing with it fairly well and then sure yeah. i broke on through to the other side and then that was me <laughs> and i just like i remember i remember just going this is it and i was like i'm gonna die and i said no you know what You'll be fine. And I wasn't fine. Yeah, I actually killed that workout. It was really, really cool working out with you. I'm so annoyed that we can't do that anymore. That's a... Uh... I know! Yeah, it's really oh, nice. What can you do? Guys, that is us for another week. If you have any questions or any topics you'd like to talk about, well then, let us know. Get in touch. Actually, for next week, we should maybe cover... I know somebody reached out and they said that they'd like to talk about weight maintenance. All right, so they're saying, look, Obviously, an awful lot of people who work with us are looking to lose an awful lot of weight, and we do harp on any God's amount, but weight loss, weight loss, weight loss. But we should maybe go in-depth and try and cover what are some strategies we can use when you finally achieve your weight. I know I was talking to somebody else today, and they're really lean, and they're performing really well, and they're saying, oh, you know, I want to set a goal. I want to lose more weight. And I was kind of go, oh, why do you want to lose the weight? Like, I don't really know. I just kind of feel like that's what I should do. And so this is the thing is, like, people – associate their fitness journey with weight loss and I think that's the only other avenue to go down so maybe next week we'll cover how you should be training and what to do what to eat when you are at your goal weight and where to take your training from there yeah sounds like a plan I actually have a uh, I think I'll put in some posts from my fitness journey because one of the things that happens with me all the time is that like I'll yo-yo and maintain weight is always really really difficult for me I find that it's either on off on off on off and um, one of the cool things for that sort of mentality is that you learn a lot of cool skills with it when you're in that like go 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 mode but it can mess your self-esteem really make you feel a like subpar when you're not at that peak sort of physical condition that's what i'm learning right now as i said just go slow i'm learning a lot of self-love that's what it's all about just being a piece but i feel like i feel like i feel like the balance to that is just understanding that you can't be somebody who takes the piss because then you can't trust yourself so self-trust and getting to that place where you feel like well, look, I'm going to take a break, but I'm not going to take the piss. And so that's the key because some people, when you give them an inch, they take a mile. And sometimes that person is you. <laughs> and so if that's the kind of relationship that you have with yourself, well, then you're not going to want to let yourself go because you know that your strategy is either I'm going to kill this entirely 
or I'm going to, you know, go off the register um, altogether. And so what we have to do ideally, and we'll talk about this in detail next week, is we have to learn to find that balance. And so, yes, we can treat ourselves, but we don't want to start to do that at the detriment of all the hard work that we're after doing. And we also need to understand that we can't stay at peak for the rest of your life. And so taking that with a pinch of salt as well is very important. Absolutely. Thanks so much, guys. Follow us on all the socials. You can get us on Facebook. You can get us on Instagram. You can get us on TikTok. You can get us on YouTube. You can get us on Spotify. We're pretty much everywhere, all right? So if you're looking for some entertainment and some fitness information, why not look us up? Why not send us to your friends? So I'll see you in the next one, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. Chris, peace.